Democracy, Bridging Facts and Norms. My name is Daniel Hübler. I'm a professor of democracy research and public governance at the University of Zurich. I am also head of department at the Center for Democracy Studies in Aarau, and I'm currently the academic director of the National Center of Competence and Research in uh, Challenges to Democracy in the 21st Century. So my academic past, uh, before coming here, I was a professor for social policy and social planning at the University of Applied Science in Basel, and before that I had been assistant professor here at the Department for Swiss Politics, and before that I was a postdoc researcher uh, at several uh, institutions. I have spent the most of the time of my uh, PhD and postdoc uh, actually in Lausanne at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, where I was uh, researching issues of um, public policies in urban areas, and especially metropolitan governance and the citizen perceptions of metropolitan governance. Why have you chosen to do research in political science in the first place? Um, well, I was always interested about uh, the phenomenon of cities. That was my primary uh, interest during my PhD time. I mean, why did I study political science is a different question, uh, but I think that would lead us too far. But during my studies, I became increasingly interested in cities and the phenomenon of cities and how citizens in cities behave, how they participate, how they cannot participate, what does it do to various groups living in a city to uh, be affected by uh, reconstruction, by urban policies and, and politics. And uh, I got this job at the Federal Institute of Technology where uh, we studied various urban policy decision-making processes and that's more or less how I became interested in, in, in the questions of governance. How can you, if you can, govern cities? How can you govern societies more broadly? So that's more or less my background. And has it changed since you started becoming a researcher? Oh yes, of course. I mean, it has been expanded. It has uh, expanded in different ways. So, of course, the, the, the topic you did during your PhD will never uh, completely be behind you. It's, it's like uh, when you listen to music when you're 16, you always think, oh, this has been interesting, and you have interesting memories, and I never completely stopped doing that. Uh, to the contrary, there's waves. I came back to these topics. Uh, it has changed a bit because also the conditions have changed. For instance, uh, less than cities now. We're looking at metropolitan areas. We're looking at metropolitan areas also in different countries. So we have started a collaboration with people in, in China, for instance, where they have uh, completely different scopes of problems and scopes of uh, challenges for governance in the cities. So... The topic has changed, of course, but, but there is always some relationship to what I, what I did uh, already during the PhD. Then, of course, other topics have uh, added to this. Uh, we have started doing things on representative bureaucracy. Uh, I have increasingly developed a focus on the question of uh, the democracy and governance and how changing forms of governance affect legitimacy of policymaking, how they affect the possibilities of citizens to participate in policy decisions. So it has developed in different directions, uh, my, uh, the work uh, mm -hmm. I'm doing. And is it also related, to this evolution, to changes in the way academia functions? That's a good question. I think it is related to the ways in which the debate in the field mm -hmm. develops. So, for instance, during my PhD thesis, I had uh, a bit of a look at how 
changing state state society relationships and collaborating with uh, of between states and NGOs changes the ways in which citizens can participate. But this was not the major focus of my PhD. But uh, I had a look at a bit of the literature and so on, and then noted the questions that are uh, at the forefront of the academic debate. And now coming back to this topic after a couple of years, uh, now this is this is the main thing that we're looking at in in, the, in our project of the NCCR Democracy. Now, I realized that the debate has changed in, and the questions that were open at that at the time of my PhD have now been more or less answered. But there are new questions. So. Uh, of course, if you do research and you know the state of the debate, you you, you look at the questions that are open, and uh, those open questions, of course, they change uh, during uh, the time. You also have sometimes uh, clear answers to old questions, so you go further and have new questions. I think it's related to the way in which the scientific debate is going on, the literature is, is, mm-hmm. is going on, and, and how the debate evolves. That's also linked to to that. Of course, then uh, this is for the substance of the of some of the topics that I've been working on for co- for a couple of years. Then other topics add on to this, and this is, for instance, the one on representative bureaucracy, which is also one of my major, I would say, one of my major uh, personal uh, fields of, of of interest. Now, this is linked to funding opportunities. I mean, uh, there was a funding opportunity for uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, we submitted the project because I found that was interesting without having worked on it before. And we got the project and we got uh, opportunities to employ people who were pursuing these projects. And they have been working on it. So you work with them on people on, on things and you become uh, more or less knowledgeable in the field. And then they are there are new funding opportunities and you start having teams or groups of people you, whom you work with who also continue working on this. So your, your topic, the, the teams expand and the, the number of topics that you work with also expands together with the way in which the people you work with actually uh, evolve and develop. As you mentioned, you're the director of the NCCR Democracy, Mm. which is a huge project in Switzerland and it's arriving to the end now after 12 years and is a project that brings together a variety of approaches Mm. to democracy studies. And you're also directing the Center for Democracy in Aarau where political scientists, but also researchers in law and education science work on various projects and sometimes together, always related to democracy. What is your experience in working at the juncture of different academic disciplines? I mean, um, you're right, this is a, a interdisciplinarity between communication science and political sciences and also between law, with law is uh, part of my daily job for the last, uh, or has been part of my daily job for the last eight years. But before that, I was also, I was always involved in, in projects uh, together with other, other disciplines uh, at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. Of course, political science is only something as a, an, adi- an add-on to other um, disciplines. And we've been working with uh, architects, with engineers, with uh, regional planners, also with uh, public health specialists. So... And then I was involved at one time in a project together with um, forest uh, engineers. So there is, I have a long experience and, and past of interdisciplinary collaboration. And I mean, it is time consuming. That's right. It is, but it's it's fun also because you you you're confronted with people who look at similar or the same questions even that you do, but who have a different disciplinary approach, who have a different method, who have a different, let's say background of literature of debate so this is is confronting that with your own uh, discipline is is, is uh, i think uh, very enriching and i think in the nccr democracy for instance after 12 years now that we've been collaborating with our colleagues from communication sciences i 
I think I, I now can, can, can say that we've learned from them, so we have learned on not uh, on what the the media are and to think about more critically about the media for instance and not take them just as actors who transmit uh, uh, information but who transform the meta- information at the same time because they have uh, internal logics of organizations and of corporate actors who also need to uh, exist who need to to survive in a, in a, in an increasingly difficult market environment uh, that's for one thing so there is an opening to a new world of of theories to a new world of questions that we would not have come across, at least not as deeply as that, if we hadn't collaborated with them. And then, of course, there is uh, there is methods also. I mean, uh, a method of content analysis. We've been doing that, of course, uh, I would say a bit uh, in an amateur way, but looking at this is daily business and this is the core uh, method that uh, our colleagues from communication science, of course, use. So looking at how they do it and how you can do content analysis in a rigorous way is, is also... Uh, a very uh, enlightening and very enriching. So I think that is that has been a very positive experience. But beyond positive experience for me personally, which is not very relevant, why you should do interdisciplinary research, I also think it brings uh, your field further. If you take my own field, I mean, this is my own field, this is urban politics and policy and governance, no one in the field has looked at the media the way we have. And if we had not had the opportunity to work with our colleagues in communication science, we would probably not have thought about looking uh, or involving the media as a particular actor for urban uh, politics and governance. And I think this makes our own research, even though we have not become communication scientists in the meantime, but it adds an innovative aspect to our own field. And this is increasingly rewarded as well, because our publications bring aspects to the field that other people have not thought about. And this is, let's say, um, draws attention in the field. And this is also good for, for young scholars who are working in the field, because, I mean, uh, uh, if you have people who are doing a PhD on, in, on urban politics and governance, there is a lot that has been said and uh, what is there that ha- can be said within the field. So bringing a new point of view, a new maybe um, link to other methods, using different methods that we borrow from communication scientists, for instance, has also helped these young scholars to, to establish themselves in, the, in, in, a, in a field that is increasingly competitive as well. So I think it's, it's really innovative and I think it's a good way of, 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 of getting new research idea because good research is also very dependent on, on, on research's creativity. And if you always swim in the same pool, you don't have new and creative ideas, but if you look across the fence, you can have new ideas and pursue them and also contribute to taking your own field further. That's interesting because I think the field of political science and the, the sub-disciplines of political science are already very numerous. Mm. And I'm wondering, here you're talking a lot about the importance of the interaction with media science, which mm. is a bit out of the field of political science traditionally. And I'm wondering what do you think about which interdisciplinarity can be useful to what project. In a way, how do you take out the idea to work with a certain other discipline and not with another? Well, I mean, the NCCR democracy was... was uh, this was a requirement by the National Science Foundation, so it was, it, 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 it was not out of a question that we said, well, we need new methods, we need to start collaboration with these people. But... As, as the NCCR went along, of course, we got to know each other and we were mutually interested in each other's questions, so this grew together. 
but it's not a it's not a rational uh, let's say process of planning of how can you deal mostly with uh, how can you deal the most in the most intelligent way with a particular mm. project or, or so on so this was more let's say contingent and i think interdisciplinary collaboration is very much contingent also on on whether you get along with people from the other disciplines i have uh, had to work with uh, people from other disciplines because uh, we could only deal with the question in an interdisciplinary way and it has been absolutely frustrating and and not at all rewarding. So it also depends a lot on, on how you get along with people from the other disciplines and whether they are sufficiently op- open-minded and, and, and uh, whether you can you can find a way of communicating with each other. So uh, again, I think it's, it's uh, very often contingent on funding opportunities on, on uh, personal relationships with, uh, with researchers from other disciplines. So that means disciplines as such are not, don't have borders between them, but if you find the right people and people you can talk to and engage yeah. with on a project. I mean, I think disciplines do have borders and disciplines are uh, increasingly tight because, uh, I mean, there is also a drawback to inter- inter- interdisciplinary research you will have difficulties finding journal outlets, good ones, because these are always disciplinary, except for uh, a few, let's say, topics or fields which have become their own interdisciplinary field. Take the, uh, take the example of uh, environmental studies. So you have people from engineering, from natural sciences, but also from social science or economies, economists, that can work in the field of environment of the environment and look at different aspects of environmental policy or, or and there you have internationally very well renowned journals in which people can publish different disciplines and you have no problems finding reviewers looking at these things but if you're if you're in a, in, a, in a field that pre-exists uh, uh, which has not a long experience of interdisciplinary collaboration such as ours democracy studies for instance the problems that you have is that you will, when you want to publish uh, your stuff in a political science journal, the reviewers will say, well, political science bit of it is nice, but uh, just skip and drop all these communication stuff. Uh, nobody's interested in this. And another reviewer from communication scientists will say, communication science would say, well, uh, this communication bit is, is nice, but what? why mess around with all these politics? Uh, so... It's uh, difficult to to actually evolve within disciplinary structures, especially when you have interdisciplinary topics that are new and interdisciplinary collaborations which people are not used to. And so if you want to make a brilliant career, you still need to publish in the top disciplinary journals. And there uh, it is, uh, of course, mainstream, non non-interdisciplinary research which is high, more rewarded than inter- interdisciplinary stuff. I'd have a last question to interdisciplinary mm-hmm. because you have this very unique profile of having done your own interdisciplinary mm-hmm. research and now being managing the interdisciplinary project of the NCCR democracy. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between those two positions of doing research and being more on this directing overview of the entire project? Well, I mean, the problem, the question is always to what extent can you actually manage scientific work? So, I mean, I always used to do, I was used to joke and say, well, the worst uh, people to collaborate with are university professors because they never do what you want them to do. And I think this is part of the game of managing uh, a research program. 
independently from whether it's interdisciplinary or not. So uh, I think what you can do as a, as a director of such a big project is to create a context or an environment where people can work and use their talents to, to do the work they can do. So the less directive you are, the better actually the things will work. Of course, you will then have to find ways in, in which you can try to direct or the, the activities in, in, in a direction where the, the, the sponsoring agencies are then satisfied. But there is limits to what you can do, and, and you can only, uh, I think, provide opportunities uh, for people to do what they can do best and then maybe bring them together or create opportunities where they can meet and then find out themselves that they can actually go along with each other quite well or it could be interesting it could be interesting to explore additional questions and so on. So in this sense, it is different than actually doing the interdisciplinary work. I, I, I see my position more as a, a position of enabling people to do what they can do best and not to tell them what to do. And in interdisciplinary work, when you when you do it, sometimes you need to maybe be more clear about what can be done and what cannot be done because there are expectations from other disciplines that cannot be fulfilled. Typically, if you work with engineers or natural scientists uh, and they see that you're a political scientist, uh, they think uh, what you will do is find ways in which to convince politicians that the solutions they have found for the problem will actually be decided, funded and applied. And then there you have to tell them, no, this is a completely wrong expectation. And I always say uh, engineers and politi political scientists are actually two disciplines that well do not go uh, well together because engineers want to solve problems, whereas social scientists actually want to find problems. And uh, so there you need to sometimes to be more directive, to set clearer limits and say, well, no, this is something we cannot do. And if you want to collaborate with us, this is the way we, we would like to you to frame our questions or this is the way you need to understand how we work and so on. So this is, this is more, in the direct contact, it's often more conflictual than, uh, than it is when you are responsible for the whole thing. So you're, you're coming to my next question. We have a perfect transition. Mm -hmm. uh, in your own research, you're also very active in a project of evaluation of public policies and political bodies in Switzerland and elsewhere. And the Center for Democracy in Aarau has also recently become co-responsible for the post-popular votes Vox surveys in yes. the country, which are very important in mm -hmm. politics uh, in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the impact of this research on the functioning of democracy in Switzerland? Well, I think this, uh, if you're referring to this particular project, I think it's very important because uh, that's also why it has been going on for such a long time. I think the first one has started in the mid-80s. There have been a, a post-vote uh, uh, analysis and surveys and um, it has become a tradition now. So it's, it's really an institution that we're taking over here from, uh, from another consortium. And I think... Also, if you look at the way in which it's received in the media, I mean, it is important for the political actors, uh, be they opponents or promoters of particular laws that are voted on, I think it's it has become important in that they can see what the reasons were and how the citizens and uh, what proportion of citizens received arguments that were made in favor or against a particular proposal and also helps, for instance, the government... Um, if a proposal was turned down by the by the majority of the citizens, to rework uh, it in a way that it becomes acceptable. So it, it can help improve, let's say, the decision-making process. And, and, and I think it's a, actually a service of our political science, 
of our discipline to the democratic institutions. And I think it's a very important service, and I think it also is a, perceived as a useful service. If it was not, it would have been stopped uh, a long way, a long, a long time ago. And it is also important to do this as a public research institution, because if, if we don't do it, others will do it anyway. And they will, you know, those actors who will have the funds to hire research institutes to actually do such an analysis, they would have an advantage over the others. So uh, typically uh, this would be the business associations and organized interests who would have vast advantage they already have now over others who, do, who are not as well organized and do not have uh, as, as, as many funds as the business interests. So our project is not only good for, for the, the government, but it's also good for creating a level play field for actors who are moving in, who are, who are working or trying to act in, the, in these fields, to provide them with uh, background knowledge on their field and uh, which help them actually to pursue their strategies, whichever they are. So I think it's a very good, uh, it's, a, it's a very helpful project and uh, the challenge has become increasingly uh, difficult to actually do this in a way that is methodologically sound because uh, in general survey research has been confronted with many difficulties in methodology and I think the, it has been high time to, uh, to, to improve the methodology and then now the, uh, the, f the federal government together, well the Federal Office of Statistics actually is very much involved in, 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 these new, uh, in this new project and, and I think if it, is, if it was us or somebody else who had done it, I think it's important to really improve the methodology and to be sure that uh, we do not just simply, you know, uh, n'importe quoi, but uh, we really do it in a way that is, is methodologically uh, sound. So my next question was about if there is an impact on real politics, what are our responsibilities? And I guess that's one, to do mm. sound research yes. that is methodologically mm -hmm. perfect or at least as good as possible. Are there other responsibilities of yeah, political I mean, scientists? Of political scientists, there are uh, other un uh, responsibilities. I mean, there are lots of, in, in the political debate, there are lots of arguments that are thrown around at each, uh, that, that political actors throw at each other. And sometimes political science can, can, can check, can say, well, is this true, is this not true? For instance, there is a big debate in local governments now about mergers of municipalities. And what does it do, what does it not do? And there are lots of arguments that are made in favor or against it, and, 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 and for instance, that municipal mergers would lead to more efficient services, and political science research or research in public management has shown that's not the case, so it depends, basically, it's not a, it's not a thumb rule that it's always... Or, for instance, uh, some people say that uh, municipal mergers are undemocratic, or big government is no good because it's less responsive to the citizens, and political science research has shown that this is the case, so... The smaller the municipality, the higher the participation. So there are some uh, arguments that can be we can show that there is scientific evidence going in direction or against some of the arguments. And I think our role can be to help make the debate more uh, evidence-based. And uh, I, I fundamentally believe in in the values of Aufklärung uh, and enlightenment. And I think this is this is our part. Is uh, we have a part to play there in society and say. Well, uh, there are debates on different issues, uh, things are unsure. We can provide some evidence about some things that uh, in order to, in order to, to, to make the debate more evidence-based. And, and I think that that's a role we have to play, or we can play. So concretely, that means that you would choose to study 
topics that are used as arguments in debates or no i mean i did there's a different i would not simply or, orient my own research uh, on topics that are of mm -hmm. of current let's say preoccupation to the public because this changes so quickly that you cannot you you would be constantly running behind uh, some arguments that are thrown around in the public debate but sometimes you have results you have evidence that were gathered in a different context but that can make sense and that can speak to arguments that are currently debated and and there you could raise your voice and say well these arguments are currently debated we have done research not for the purpose of this particular debate but we have done research we have evidence and we can say well yes or no uh, this is uh, this is like it is so then would you say that the main role of political scientists is to be these kind of experts in political debates and ring the bell when something is not holding in public debates? Or that they can also be more engaged as citizens and make maybe more normative statements about what would be good or not? I mean, there's a fine line between providing evidence for something and saying, well, things are good or not good. I mean, if you... I think... Normative statement as political scientists should always be uh, based on scientific evidence. Now, philosophical logic can also be scientific scientific evidence, and there might be a normative analysis that comes to the con oh by normative analysis you would come to the conclusion that uh, I don't know this and that institution uh, is good for democracy or it is not, mm. and then you can say it. I mean, if you're if you're Speaking out in public as an expert, you should always be congruent with that role as an expert. And the, the, the role of an expert is to base your opinions on scientific evidence. Otherwise, you're not an expert anymore. And uh, you become an, a political actor. And, uh, and, and this is something that we should also uh, apply some self-restriction on it. And often, if you can communicate with journalists, people ask you, questions uh, which you cannot answer and you, which you cannot extrapolate from evidence but then you have uh, maybe some political opinion uh, and you are maybe tempted to give an answer in that sense but uh, you should you should simply remind yourself as a, as the role of the politic of, of the expert and what it is namely to base yourself on scientific evidence and i think this is something one should uh, one should really stick to thank you very much thank you Brought to you by democracynet.eu